All right. This isn't uh, this isn't what you want towards the later part of the game, right? <laughs> Fourth and twelve, clock winding down. I mean, yeah, Alabama's up, but I I just I don't know about the clock management right there. What could you do? Uh, Fifty-two to forty-six. We'll start the post-game call-in show uh, in just a minute, but right now Alabama trying to hang on to this uh, lead. All right, here with thirty-eight seconds. Looks like they're going to take it down to under thirty seconds, and then uh, Florida is going to have uh, a few opportunities. Yikes! So I'll take the penalty, and then they'll punt. So they're going to have twenty-six. You look at the punt, probably take away. You know, depending on you know what type of punt it is, five seconds, I guess. So. Florida's going to have 20 seconds to win this football game or to try to win this football game, right? Stay with us. We'll take your calls uh, right after the game right here on Bama Insider. It's the post-game call-in show. We'll also have Nick Saban's press conference posted as soon as possible right here on Bama Insider. 52 to 46, right? What happened to defense? Defense is like so, what, 2005? I mean, the over-under was, uh, what was it, 70 in this game? <laughs> Two teams have almost hit 100 points, 98 points up to, up to this point. Post-game call and show will start uh, momentarily right after uh, this game. It's going to be a, a, wow, what a punt right there. That was that was just what they needed. <laughs> Wow, that was Charlie Scott talking about the punt that you absolutely needed. That he crushed it, right? Jeez, that was fantastic. Jeez, that I mean, that's what you need. Wow. Sixteen seconds. That's a wow. Unbelievable. What a game this has been, right? You're going to hear a screenshot. Two seconds. That's it. That's the game. Alabama SEC champs. Wow. Unbelievable. What a game. That was it. That's it. That's a, that's a wrap. <laughs> Unbelievable. What a game. Alabama. SEC champs. What a game. Wow. What a game. All right. We'll take your calls and uh, up first on the postgame call-in show. Wow. What a game. Alabama has defeated Florida 52 to 46. Thumbs up on this video. We appreciate it. Um, what an ending. We'll have uh, Nick Saban and Dan Mullen's press conference uh, posted right here on Bama Insider. And uh, our first call tonight, we're going to take it. It's from the 504 and uh, we'll take it right now. Start the show up. Hey, good evening. You're on the line with Kyle Henderson. Who am I on the line with and where are you calling in from? This Quan calling from New Orleans, Kyle. Man, Quan. Oh, my goodness. That was a lot of points. Um, Najee Harris, oh. certainly the MVP, man. Your takeaways from this game. Man, it was a reminiscent of Oxford, Mississippi to me, Kyle. Yeah. I mean, Pete Golden could not make no adjustments throughout this game, Kyle. And in my mind, Florida could have won this game. I know we don't get into the coulda, woulda, shouldas, but this game was just extremely too close, Kyle. It was just too tight. It was no adjustments made. And you know me and you've talked about the secondary, the safety play. We've talked about that several times throughout this, throughout this season, man. It's just the safety play. And I, I've been – feeling like it tonight it wasn't so much down your right it was kind of Jordan battle a little bit missing plays and then you know the the true freshmen Malachi Moore and Brian Branch today was the first time all season that we actually seen and said to ourselves okay they true freshmen you know they 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 it was just a game that it it, it it was an ugly win. You know, it was an ugly win. I didn't think Florida was going to put up 46 on us and take us to the to basically a wire. And, I, I mean, I'm glad Matt and the offense got their numbers. And, you know, we, we, we had a good offensive game plan. Minus the third quarter, I feel like Sark could have called better plays in the third quarter. I feel like the third quarter when we gave him those two three and outs, 
felt like we was we had momentum. We was moving the ball. I didn't, I didn't too much like Sarkeesian play calling in the third quarter. I feel like he got a little better in the fourth quarter with it. But overall, I'm glad we got the win, Kyle. But it was just – it was a sloppy game, man. It was a sloppy game on the defensive side of the ball. On the line with uh, Quan from New Orleans, Alabama defeats Florida 52-46 to to win the SEC championship. As we look at some of these stats right here after the game, incredible stats. I mean, these numbers are ridiculous. 33-43 uh, of 43 for Mac Jones, 418 yards, five touchdowns. But I think the star of the night clearly was Najee Harris with his overall performance. I would assume that he's the MVP. Uh, 31 rushing attempts, 178 yards with two touchdowns, and then also five receptions for 67 yards with three touchdowns. So five touchdowns in this game uh, really stepped up and showed that he can put the team on his back. We all knew he could, but to see him do it in this particular game, I think the big storyline, Quan, um, towards the end of the game, um, losing Landon Dickerson. I mean, I, I don't know, you know what the extent of his injury is. We're going to get with Nick Saban. Here he is, came back with his team. He has his hat on right here on, on the broadcast, but um, that would be monumental if Alabama loses Landon Dickerson. Let's kind of talk about um, – Pete Golding real quick, and then we'll, uh, we're will we going to fly through our calls tonight. we got a ton of calls to get through, but um, Quan, let, let's talk about um, – can you turn your the broadcast down in the background, Quan? Okay, okay, I'm sorry about You're that. You're good. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Hey, Quan, uh, okay. let, let's talk about this for a second. We knew that Florida was going to get their points, right? I mean, it, the, the over-under was 70 in this game, and, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, Florida putting up 46 points. I mean, is that surprising to you? Is that on Pete Golding? Is that credit to Dan Mullen and, and Kyle Trask and the, the receivers that they have? What, what's your take on that? I, I think it's Pete Golding. I, I, I got to go with Pete Golding. I mean, I, I didn't see no adjustments, Kyle. I mean, I, I thought tonight we looked at like the first three and a half games of the season. I thought we had put that behind us. I thought we knew how to make adjustments. It just seemed like the game plan was just it, it was it was all the way off. It it wasn't it wasn't on point. It, it just you didn't see execution on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, Florida ran all over it. I don't feel like Florida's going in that locker room with their head down. Florida going in there feeling like we should have won that game. Yeah, yeah. And to me, it's so to me, it's, it, it goes back to Pete Golden. I mean, you got I seen on Twitter, you guys put a snapshot. Looked like Nick Saban was in his ear, telling going chewing him out, telling him, you know, it's. It, it was no adjustments made tonight, you know, and, 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 and now that we finna get in the playoff, Kyle, you know, as well as I know, we finna see better teams in Florida now. Yeah. No, so absolutely. if we can't make adjustments, I mean, we going home early. If, if he can't make adjustments, I mean, Mackinac can only do so much. Najee and, and Devontae and them, you know, those guys can, they can carry us so much, but at some point, Kyle, our defense got to be able to stop somebody. Yeah. And, and um, before I let you go, Quan, thank you very much for being patient and to call on. Um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to get to my next caller, Quan, but thank you very much for uh, calling in early, man. Oh, yeah. I, I appreciate it. I'm just going to fly through the calls tonight. Okay. All right. No problem. Roll time. All right. Roll we'll time to you, man. We'll catch up with you next time. Um, that's Quan from New Orleans. We got a 704-716-228 and a 251 on the call queue. So you guys uh, be patient. We'll be uh, with you momentarily right here on BamaInsider.com. I'm going to fly through the calls tonight. Um, you know, it's uh, already 11 p.m. Central Time. I know there's a lot to talk about, but there's going to be a lot to talk about tomorrow as well as Alabama, um, you know, will now, uh, you know, figure out who they're going to play in that 1-4 matchup, which will be announced tomorrow. Now, I, I think with this, when you look at Alabama and Pete Golding, you, you see the 46 points on the board. Look, I think there's a couple of takeaways. Number one, Florida has a really, really good offense, okay? Really good quarterback, um, good receivers all across the board. But I think in my mind, Pete Golding was coaching for his job in in this game right so your overall impression i mean you saw nick saban get onto him we we don't know what they're saying because they have masks on and you know we can't obviously hear them but if, if you're looking at kind of like exit interviews how how you did at the the later part of the season in your most critical game 52 to 46 46 points you kind of zoom in to look at how many points that florida put up uh and, and yards i mean 462 and by the way um these stats as you can see it's stat broadcast that we use so that they messed up on the graphics so as i didn't do the graphics i don't keep track of the graphics so as you can see you like look it has alabama passing but it has the logos reversed so don't please don't pay attention to that i know it's like it, it's really confusing when you look at this it's confusing for me to look at this the entire game I didn't create the stats. I just read the stats. Okay. So, so please just notate that. Um, we're going to fly to our next caller and we got a 704 and we're going to take it right now. Hey, good evening. You're on the line with Kyle Henderson. Who am I on the line with and where are you calling in from? Hey, 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 Demetrius from North Carolina, Kyle. Hey, what's up, Demetrius? I appreciate you calling in, man. Let's, uh, let's get right to it, man. Takeaways on this game. 
Let's go ahead and get to it, man. I don't care how you slice the pie. A win is a win. Sometimes you gotta win some. Sometimes you gotta win some games like this. That's why we got a powerful offense. Our offense, you know, help help carry the defense. In years past, you know, it could have been some games that we didn't have. We 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 didn't have the offense to do this, but we do not. And I know the defense kind of, you know, came out didn't play up to what they've been playing these last several weeks, but. Hey, you think if y'all think if if as a fan if y'all think Florida was not up for this game, I don't know what planet y'all on. If the way they played tonight, they could have put them points on anybody in college football. I don't care who it is. What 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 defensive coordinator? They was laser focused. They wanted to come in and win this game from embarrassment of last week. Okay, so y'all can kill me with this Pete Golden stuff. Hey, Florida was gonna score. Give many points on anybody in college football tonight. And shout out to Najee Harris. You know, the, the young man played lights out. Lights out. You know, I know we're going to come up against better competition, but we will not face another team that had offensive firepower like Florida did tonight. Come in laser focus. I don't care what nobody, I don't care what none of the other callers say. Nobody think. Florida was ready. They came out, but went round for round with them. And in the end, we got the decision. On with uh, Demetrius from North Carolina. I appreciate you calling in, Demetrius. Um, I mean, let, let's talk about Najee Harris a little bit. I mean, 31 carries, 178 yards, two touchdowns, five receptions for 67 yards. I, I know the Heisman talk is on Mac Jones and Devontae Smith, and rightfully so, those guys. All these guys have had an incredible season. But, um, I mean, uh, the, the play of Najee Harris was simply incredible tonight. You agree with that? Man, like I say, he was lights out. He was like Mike Tyson when he, Mike Tyson when he fought um, a Michael Spence. He was lights out, ready to knock it. Hey, hey, that's how that's how the young man performed tonight, and I'm proud of him. And you know, as far as the Heisman, for, hey, as far as I'm concerned, I want a national championship first before I get a Heisman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I mean, I, I just think that, you know, the the overall player, there was a lot of stake. There was a lot at stake tonight, you know, in terms of these guys coming out and um, you see big time players step up in big time games. And I think, you know, Najee Harris clearly being a leader of this team and demonstrating, you know, just, you know, how hard he's worked to get to this level. I mean, it's really incredible to see him uh, play through it. Hey, Demetrius, before I let you go, man, give me your final thought. Uh, who makes the playoffs tomorrow and why? Uh, of course, us, Clemson, um, Notre Dame, Ohio State. It's all it's all about the money. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's all about the money, and you know, that's that's all I gotta say. Najee Harris, he was lights out, you know, and it, it, it was the process. Him and Smitty done exemplified the process this year. Stuck around for the senior year. This is just the process, the infamous process. That's what on display with Najee Harris tonight. All right, Demetrius, I got to run to my next caller, man. But thank you so much for calling in, and uh, I'll catch up with you next time. We'll talk to you, buddy. See ya. All right, that was Demetrius uh, from North Carolina. I, I want to get your t- your take in the comment box about Pete Golding because I think you know you could look at it a couple different ways. And by the way, these guys are giving some great interviews right now on CBS um, after winning the uh, SEC championship. I mean, th- these guys are SEC champs, eleven and zero on the season. Will be the number one team in college football. Uh, stay with us tomorrow at eleven a.m. We'll have a playoff show uh, where we'll talk about the playoffs and kind of go through this. Uh, we're going to fly through the callers tonight. So the call in line is at the bottom of the screen, 205-850-0883. Sound off on Pete Golding. I want to take your, uh, want to get your thoughts kind of on the positives about this game and the negatives. You look, like Demetra said, I, I think that, um, you know, Florida, I mean, that's a very, very talented uh, defense or offense. I mean, you look at everything that they put together the entire season. You look at all their weapons. You look at Kyle Pitts. You look at, um, you know, Tony. I mean, th- these guys are were incredible. So, um, you know, is it on Pete? I don't know. I want to get your take. We're going to go to the phone lines right now. We got a seven, uh, one, six. We're going to take it right now. Hey, good evening. You're on the line with Kyle Henderson. Who am I on the line with and where are you calling from? This is Jared, Kyle. Jared, take it away, man. What, uh, what are your takeaways? Alabama, uh, with a big victory over Florida it was a shootout, probably closer than people expected, but you know, during this time of year, it's all about the offense, man. Take it away. Well, like the last caller said, I'm, I'm going to say this. There were some things that I agree with them, and there were some things that I highly disagree with them about. I, of course, this offense, um, this, this passing attack, it is the best passing attack in all of college football. Um, not every team has a Kyle Pitts who might be the best tight end 
I've ever, I, I personally ever seen. I, I haven't seen a tight end close to his receiving, um, his, his receiving assets. I, I haven't seen anything close to it. That's that's Travis Kelsey in a, that's Travis Kelsey in a, you know, in a Florida Gators uniform. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we all knew what Florida was all about. They run five, six, uh, they run five, um, five wide almost every single time. Um, they love to space you out. Uh, they love to they love to try to get the ball in open spaces. They can take shots deep uh, deep down the field. They got red zone targets for days. Um, you know, Pete Golding, I thought did a good job in the first half. I mean, we all know that we you know this. You're not going to shut out this. You're not going to shut out this um, uh, this offense, especially because our personnel is really really young. It's really really young. They're still developing it, but it's not like this is 2016. This like uh, this is the 2016 Alabama defense. So we all knew that they're not going to shut out Florida. This was going to be a game where you're going to have to capitalize on the opportunities and make adjustments um, in game in order for you to compete. And I feel like we did that in the first half. You know, we did a good job getting off the field. It was 35-17 and a half. And, you know, normally when Alabama's up 35 to 17, the game's over. Um, but in the second half, we failed to make any any type of adjustments at all. Uh, I mean, you know, Pete Golding, this is how I, this is how I know Pete Golding was lost. When we ran a 3-2-6 and you're running quarters, that is how I know that you're lost. You know, it's third and 17. Yes, I get it. And you're playing very, very conservative. But Florida had the correct, but Florida did a great job of getting the correct matchup in the second half, getting Kyle Pitts on Dylan Moses, getting Kadarius Toney on Malachi Moore and Brian Branch. You know, we, we talked about this, Kyle, is Dan Mullen and that offensive, I forgot who their offense coordinators, but they do a good job of finding the correct matchup and exposing it. And they attacked it all day long. We had no answer at all. Um, in our secondary, we had no answer at all, no adjustments. Um, we tried to play conservative. We tried to play three and, and, and we tried to play three back and, and have six defensive backs. We tried to rush four. We tried to blitz. We could, we, we just, we couldn't handle it. We couldn't make any type of any, any adjustments that we tried to make. It was just stoned. And that is very, very concerning. Um, when you're going against some of the other better teams, because guess what? Clemson has a, you know, Clemson is very, very similar to Florida. They have, a really, really good offense. They have an offensive line. They got receivers that can catch. They have, they have playmakers on the outside. They have a running game. They have a defense. So when we talk about winning the national championship, you have in these types of games, you have to showcase that complete game. Clemson showcased it against a really good Notre Dame team that is a very, very physical uh, team of running the football. And Clemson just just made them. They, they just made them into little girls. So you know we got to do a better job of making adjustments. We got to do we we, we got to do a better job of being physical because I, I feel like we lost that physicality um, in the second half and you know Pete Golden just looked lost. I mean they they, they showed some shots and he just looked lost. He had no answer at all uh, to what Dan Mullen and that offense was presenting him the entire game. On the line with Jarek from Buffalo, we appreciate uh, the insight. We're flying through the calls tonight. Um, I actually have uh, some family that just got into town, so we're going to do like the SEC dark and get everything organized, and uh, we're going to get out of here. And then we're also going to have uh, Nick Saban and Dan Mullen's press conference momentarily right here on BamaInsider.com. Jarek, I think you bring up a great point. I mean, you compare um, – you know, you look at Florida, what they did to um, Alabama tonight, you know, in terms of overall production. And, and I think Clemson is clearly the better team than Florida because they have a quarterback, um, you know, was very talented. They got the wide receivers, maybe not as dynamic as these these floor, these Florida wide receivers. But I think their defense is much better. Um, I, I think, you know, Brett Venables is a much uh, he, he's a he's a very competent uh, defensive coordinator coach. So I, I think that's really the only team when I kind of look at the the remaining teams that will make the playoffs. Clemson is certainly that team that I kind of have circled. Um, let, let's talk about kind of some of the positives from tonight uh, before we let you go. I mean, I mean, it, it's it's going to be ridiculous for the Heisman committee to try to figure out, um, you know, is it Mac Jones? Is it Devontae Smith? Is it Najee Harris? Whatever. All those guys deserve credit. But the major storyline, Jarek, um, you know, was uh, Landon Dickerson. And if if this guy is out for, oh, a, for a extended time, um, the, the positive, I loved how the team came and it just shows – how much he plays a role to this to this team. Um, I mean, but losing him would be detrimental, especially during the stretch. And kind of give me your final thought there, and then we got to move to our next caller. Yeah, Dickerson. Dickerson, in my opinion, I think he's done. Um, just just the way they were describing the the injury, they said it was a lower leg injury, more but more to the the knee extremity. When, when it happens to a big guy like that, and you see, and, and they talked about how Ellis Leatherwood was crying on the sidelines. I, it's just that you, that feeling right away. He's done. I think, I think he's done. And I think he tried to keep, I, 
I think he tried to keep a, a positive mindset on, you know, not trying to drag the players down. But I, yeah, I think he's done. And you know, you can immediately uh, immediately just tell the impact that he had on that game. I mean, Chris Owens was in the game, and Chris Owens is getting pushed back two, three yards off the line of scrimmage. You know, he doesn't have that that physicality that Leonard Dickinson have. Leonard Dickinson, you know, he provides that that bravado, that type of swagger to the offensive line that builds confidence. And to see a guy like El- like like Leatherwood crying on the sidelines, losing their leader on the offensive line, that, that's a big blow, especially when you're going to get the more physical fronts like the Ohio State, the Clemsons, or even the A&M if they rematch them in the world. So um, it, it's a, it's that, that's, that's a big loss. Um, as far as positives, I, you know, I, I agree. I mean, the fact that we're, we're going to have three Heisman finalists is going to be absolutely incredible. I don't know who they're going to give the award to. Um, you know, I think Devontae Smith, I think, is the best player in college football. I think he's made more dynamic plays. I felt like he's, he's brought more of an – I think he's brought more of an impact to the team than Mac Jones. And I, and I love Mac Jones. I was one of the first people to say that Mac Jones was going to be a star on the football team. But, you know, you look at Devontae Smith and look at what he's done for the football team ever since Jalen Waddle was out. You know, he stepped up to being the man, of being the alpha of the offense. And, you know – I just think that for him, four years of just consistency, four years of straight up consistency. He's had his, he's had a bunch of moments this year. I think, I think Devontae Smith deserves the reward. Um, I wouldn't be mad at all if they give it to Mac Jones or Nigel Harris, or better yet, they just give it to Trevor Lawrence. Maybe that can provide some type of momentum to Alabama. But you know, going into the playoffs, Kyle, I, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I'm not that confident at all that we're gonna win the national championship. I know it's my first analysis. Maybe tomorrow I can sleep on it and. I can call back again and I can change my tune. But looking at looking just how we played on defense today, and especially when you're going against more of the – it's more Clemson because I think Bama can beat Ohio State. I think they can beat A&M if they're in or Notre Dame. It's Clemson that I'm worried about. It's, that, it's the fact that Clemson is more of a complete team. And you saw what Trevor Lawrence was able to do out there, passing the ball and using his legs. We, we, we could not handle Kyle Trask when he was running those quarterback draws. He ran quarterback draws. He split us wide. And he split us down the middle. Guess what Trevor Lawrence does in Clemson? The exact same thing. And he's more of a he's more of a he's a way better athlete than Kyle tries does. So right at this moment, Kyle, I am not confident at all that we're, that we can beat Clemson. All right, we got to run to our next car. Appreciate it, Jack. We'll catch up with you later, man. All right. All right. That was uh, Jarek from Buffalo. Always uh, provides some great. Uh, insightful confident uh comments uh, we got hunter uh in the queue we got uh tobias and um we got a action-packed show we got robert and we're gonna fly through the calls uh right here on uh bamainsider.com kyle henderson of bamainsider.com hit the thumbs up button uh, like and subscribe we got nick saban's press conference coming your way momentarily um we're flying through the the calls tonight so um bear with me on that and uh we got hunter we're gonna take it right now Hunter, man, let's get right to it. Hey, tell, me, tell me about this defense, man. Man, I'm a little frustrated tonight. Um, you know, I don't think it's all Pete fault tonight. I think there was some things that happened in that game. I mean, you got to give it all credit to Kyle Pitts, man. His game is a tight end. And, and just the overall Gators game plan. I think they came with a great game plan uh, in order to beat us, but like I've said all year, I don't think there's anybody in college football right now that can stop our offense. Yeah, I mean, I, I think when you look at, you know, you kind of the teams that could potentially challenge Alabama, you look to what does their offense bring to the table, right? And we all kind of knew. I, I actually think that Florida's offense was a lot better than um, than I even an- anticipated, to be honest. I think, you know, kind of like Demetrius said in the beginning of the show, that he would they were going to score their points they were going to put up production i credit these guys to you know kind of come back after that loss against lsu and to be really dialed in to be honest i mean they played a great game um they put points on the board i think towards the end they felt like um they could beat uh you know alabama and we're, we're trying to they just ran out of time um so so you're saying it's not all on pete golding it's kind of credit to the florida offense is that what you're saying hunter yeah, I think they they had they they played a lot better than they played against LSU uh, last week, and I think they were a little bit motivated. And you know, there was some adjustments I thought should have been made at halftime that Pete didn't make. Um, but you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. We won the game, and um, you know, we just got to you know whoever we we get matched up with in in this playoff. Um, he's got to have a better defensive game plan because. 
that's not going to cut it against the Clintons of the world where they have a terrible look. So we've got to we've got to step up. Granted, you know, Christian Harris probably wasn't 100 percent tonight. Um, so, you know, we had a couple players down, but we'll see what happens. You know, uh, Eric, Eric Owens, uh, right here in the comment box, he's, um, he brings up a great point. I think, um, you know, that there was that third and 17 where Alabama just kind of, they floated everybody back, you know, didn't even rush, um, anybody. And, uh, that was, you know, that was a marquee play in that third quarter. You saw that Florida outscored Alabama in that third quarter, uh, 14 to zero and really had a lot of the momentum. So, um, you know, what, what's your take on, uh, you know, kind of, kind of this, uh, this Alabama defense, because I think, you know, they were they were playing so well up to this point. And I, I don't know if it's like you can contribute to that just to Florida's uh, offensive potency or if this is on Pete. And like I said at the beginning, like if Pete was coaching for his job, you definitely don't want to have anyone scoring 46 points. I mean, uh, it, it seems like, you know, over the last couple of years, teams have been scoring uh, up in that over 40 threshold and uh, you just can't have it. Well, two points I want to make very quick. When um when Ambry Jones got into the game, both times he got into the game, it was obvious on run play. And he just did not send the rush to stop Ambry Jones. And that provided them two first downs that shouldn't have happened, and it gave them more momentum. So that part of him is on Pete Golden. He should have sent, you know, the rush in in, in that um in that situation and he didn't. I don't know what was going through his mind. Uh, there, but that should have been an obvious play call to to send to send the rush there, and he he just didn't. He, he we dropped back two two corners. All right, Hunter, give me a give me a final thought, man, before we break out of here, because I gotta I gotta run through the calls tonight. Give me a final thought. Final thought is uh, roll tight, and you know, um, you know, you know, we'll, we'll just see what happens. I'm 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 cautiously optimistic for this. Uh, playoff game so we'll see what we can get done um here in january but uh well time and i think i appreciate you know everything you do over there on the um on youtube man i really enjoy the show all right i appreciate it hunter thank you very much man talk soon okay uh, roll tide Roll tie to you. That's Hunter out in Alabama. Yeah, I want to get your take on, on a couple things. I think the key takeaways from this game, um, you know, kind of dissecting Alabama's defense and can this defense stop a Clemson? I think that's the team that we all kind of know um, that can compete with Alabama. So you kind of looked at the teams that can put up the offensive production. Clearly, Clemson can. Um, I, I looked at the way Notre Dame played today. Not worried about Notre Dame. Not worried about Texas A&M. We already saw that game. Um, and uh, not really worried about Ohio State. I didn't think their offense was overly impressive at all today. Um, I, I'm really worried about Landon Dickerson. I mean, to see Alex Otherwood crying on the sideline, I think that, you know, that's, that's obviously not a good sign. I don't have a status update on him. As soon as we know more, we will bring that to you right here on Bama Insider. Uh, we're going to take our next call, um, and that is going to be Tobias out in Fresno. Tobias, what's up, man? Hey. I appreciate you staying. Hey, with how's us. it? How's, hey, man, how's it going, man? Thank you so much, man. I appreciate all the super chats and all the nice things you do for us right here on Bam Insider, man. So uh, take it away, man. I mean, it was uh, no, man. I listen. I appreciate all the things you do for us. What you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, man. It works both ways, man. So let's dissect it. Go ahead, Tobias. Okay, so um, I had put something in the chat this week, man. Worried about Sark. Right, taking this position, somebody you know wrote some snide remark to me. But what I was pointing out is that Nick does not like distractions. Yeah, and so I hate that it even got out that he's. I know it's it's hard not to get out that you're interviewing, sure, sure. but that's a big old distraction straight up. Yeah. So if he ends up getting this position, that could hinder the title chance. The other thing is Landon Dickerson. Man, we cannot. Um, Owens does does not match up. You know, that's not going to be a good thing. Akior continues to struggle a little bit. So if Dickerson is out, that is a big hit. Now, I, I know everyone is glorifying uh, Clemson. I, I don't know. I, I'll watch the game, man. I'm going back and looking at the tape or whatever. I think Clemson plays more into a hand of, of, of something we actually can stop. So I, I kind of disagree with a few. Not that they're not a worry, but... I I I, I, I listen. Trevor Lawrence, he has all the the uh, measurables. 
and I think that's why everyone loves him. But just like Cal Trash, you throw into wide open people and stuff like that. I think I think what Matt Jones does dissecting mm-hmm. is is much more evident of a quality quarterback. Not to say that those other guys are not. So that's my take on all of this. You know, Clemson and I, no, I watched that game today. It was good. They put it on Notre Dame, but Notre Dame was simply exposed. People, please, please, the committee has and all of these rankings lie to us all year. They were never that good. So then when Clemson wins and everyone's like, Oh, they knocked off the number two team. It's like they was never that good. So so that's the way I saw it when I watched the game today. But I did want to say this to you, man. I think this game plays perfect into what Saban needs in, in order to get these guys ready. We did need a game like this was that it's basically then it's running almost like a running shoot it looked like out there because how many handoffs did they actually have this game? I know the other caller was worried about Trav's, um, you know, the runs that he made running, you know, running those touchdowns, but that's because our boys wasn't counting the box. So our players were struggling with counting, uh, you know, in the box and keeping people in the box. And, and this was not a scheme thing. So this is, you know, I, I don't know, but you heard me kind of be critical of uh, Golden. I'm not this game. This was mano e mano. Yeah. Sertan has to make that play. There's nothing goes go, go, Golden can't do nothing for you. Yeah. It's man to man. So you have to make that play. And our boys didn't make those plays. But guess what? Mika Fitzpatrick, go back and look at the first national championship where we beat Clemson. And I do believe that was the best Alabama team. That's just my opinion. I like 2011, but I think that, that team there – had some ump, and if this team makes it all the way through, then I, I will I will back up and say they're the best. However, Mika Fitzpatrick got picked on that whole game. He was a freshman. We have Malachi Moore, who's been developing, but he was baptized tonight. The other kid, Branch, got baptized tonight. D. Wright continues to make you know the few mistakes. So I just want to I just want to say that I, I you know I'm always like oh I don't know I don't know Cal help me out. Actually, today, I'm actually, I'm so proud of our guys going out there, and this is a game we needed to win but get learning lessons from. And when I look at who the top four could be, Kyle, you watched, You said you watched the game today. Come on, Kyle, tell the truth. <laughs> These teams are not good. They're not good. They're, they're not good like that. So Alabama, if they can stay away from the COVID, if they can, you know, if this suck is not a distraction, if – we can get the next man up, which is going to be tough. I don't know if Dalcor Owens or who can do it if, if Dickerson can't go because that's a big hit. But when you see Najee do what he did tonight and you see what Mac did tonight and we started getting our young players in, I, I got a feeling, Kyle, that if we can keep it together, this is a natty team straight up. From what my eyes saw as an ex-football player, D1 player, this is a natty team. So – you know, anyway, what do you think? I should be asking you. You the expert, actually. No, no, man. It, 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 it's, all of, it's all about the dialogue. We're on with uh, Tobias. And like I said, Tobias, you know, I, I'm running through the calls tonight. So um, I'll kick the ball back uh, one more time and then we'll, uh, we'll we'll get on to our next caller um, right here on Bama Insider. Please hit the thumbs up, like, and subscribe. Hey, if you guys are curious to follow me on Twitter, um, rivals underscore Kyle, I'd appreciate the follow, of course. Um, all the coverage back at Bama Insider. And then, of course, we're going to have Nick Saban's press conference, Dan Mo- press conference right here on our YouTube channel. So uh, stay tuned for all that. I think when you look at this game overall, it comes down to a couple things. I, I think number one, um, Alabama's offense. We know that there's nobody that can outshoot them uh, tonight. I think you brought up some great points with Malachi Moore and Brian Branch. Those guys were certainly baptized, but I also look kind of uh, to the point of uh, William Anderson. I mean, the kid is playing disruptive mm, mm, football. Mm. I mean, causing fumbles, getting to the quarterback. How awesome was it to see William Anderson come up with a sack and, or, or in the strip and then uh, Tim Smith falling the ball for the fumble? I mean, those are two freshmen. Mm-hmm. You had on Brian Branch, you had on Malachi Moore, four freshmen that are playing at this level in the SEC championship game. Are those guys even really freshmen at this point of the season? I don't know, but I mean, they, they're freshmen, you know, like uh, numbers wise. So it's really inspiring to see those guys 
I thought the third quarter, Florida beat Alabama. That was the only quarter that they yeah. really controlled the game. I didn't like Sarkeesian's game plan in that sense. Um, I, I think it was too conservative. I think you needed to, to you know, kind of double down and put some points on the board. He kind of went away from Najee. We didn't see Najee Harris at all in the third quarter. So um, that's kind of just my take. But, um, yeah, Tobias, thank you so much, man. I'm going to run to my next caller, man, but I'll catch up with you soon, okay? Got it, man. All right, peace. All right, take it easy. Tobias, uh, my good buddy out in Fresno, California. I appreciate him calling in. Uh, we're going to go right back to the phones. We got Kevin from Dallas, Georgia. Three, two, one. Kevin, what's up, man? Appreciate it. Good evening, Kyle. Hey, before we get started, I just want to thank you as, as well as the rest of the crew for that work that you all put in on Wednesday. Greatly, greatly appreciate it as far as all y'all did as far as the uh, as far as National Signing Day. Oh, yeah. You know, that was uh, certainly, you know, one of our goals kind of coming in was to take our coverage to the next level and, and make sure that everybody on our channel is getting A plus content. Um, you know, I think that, you know, that's one of our goals here at BamInsider.com. So for you guys to notice that it means a lot. And, um, you know, kind of away we go. I mean, you go from signing day to the SEC championship, you know, and don't stop around here, Kevin. Go ahead, man. Take it. Indeed. The theme, uh, ladies and gentlemen, for the next uh, two weeks is going to be mobile quarterbacks. So we're going to have to. You know, Pete Golden, I hope you're listening. We're going to have to have a spy. Now, whether that spy is going to be Moses or whether it's going to be Harris, we have to have a spy for these next two games. Then also, Kyle, as far as it, it, it pains me to say this, but the University of Alabama needs, I don't know whether you're a card player or not, but back in JUCO as well as a four-year institution, we played cards. And you always had as far as if you didn't have a good hand, you had board, and you might say board plus one. And the plus one, if we need them, if it's nothing more than a decoy, I believe that they're going to have to have Jalen Waddle. I believe he's going to have to be the ace in the hole. If it's nothing more than being a, a high-priced decoy, Kyle, I think we're going to need him, man. You know, I mean, we, we saw, you know, Jalen Waddle, you know, I, I posted the the footage from, you know, from our team writer, Tony Sukalis today. I saw a little limp in that video. So, I, I mean, do we does, does Alabama need him for, you know, the first round of the playoffs? No. Let, let's kind of revisit where he's at on January 11th. I think, you know, what, you know, maybe from the decoy standpoint, I think so. Um, kind of looking at Alabama's offense and I showed the the stats earlier on the screen, um, you know, it, it was uh, it was Mac Jones. It it was Najee Harris. It was Devontae Smith. And I love the fact tonight that Starkeesian really put um, the football right in Najee Harris's belly. I mean, 30 carries in the SEC championship game. I loved uh, personally when they split Najee out. He ran kind of a stop pattern and then cut across on a post for that touchdown. Um, I thought that was a genius play call. So, um, yeah, decoys, I mean, wh whatever they need to do. But I think that that one versus four, you know, I, I don't know if it's going to be Texas A&M. I don't know if it's going to be Notre Dame. I know it's going to be um, – you you're right. It's going to be a more mobile quarterback. Ian Brooke from Notre Dame, he's slippery. Kellen Munn, we've seen him plenty of times before. Um, what's kind of your take on the – give me some uh, some more feedback on, kind of on this uh, on this defense. I mean, a lot of people, um, you know, pointing the finger at Pete Golding, 46 points allowed in the SEC championship game. What's your take on that? Well, uh, one thing I have to correct you on, Kyle, is that no, you, can, you can no longer call Tim Smith Tim Smith. You have to call him Debo. You can no longer call <laughs> Drew Sanders Drew Sanders. You have to call him Mungo. So, <laughs> okay. uh, but it, it was good to see the freshman. It was good to see the freshman. And as I you know, sh shared with the screener, um, it, it's I will honestly, Kyle, I will not be happier, sad to say, to see the upperclassmen lead than this upperclassmen yeah. class because the doggone freshmen are doing all the heavy lifting. I mean, okay, Moses, yes, he did. He made a, a few good plays. But then the majority of the time when you saw him, it was as far as the doggone, you know, pat, you know, holding on to someone or in the same. So, I, honestly, I'll be glad when the upperclassmen have gone on their merry way and then we can put all the stock mm -hmm. as, as, has been, as, as we have been and that's as far as the – as far as the class of 20 and the class of 21, which unfortunately I've stated that nauseam, uh, Kyle, is that the class of this year's class as well as next year's class is going to be the one that's going to bring those rings home to Alabama. 
I mean, it, it's it's really impressive to see, uh, you know, the amount of freshmen that are playing, especially on the defensive side. Um, you know, I, I keep pointing to William Anderson, who's who's proud, you know, from the state of Georgia. I'm sure you saw, you know, a lot of him and kind of what he's been able to do at this level has been really incredible. Him with Malachi Moore. Um, and, and just like Tobias said, I think Malachi Moore and, and Brian Branch, those guys got baptized going against some very, very talented Florida wide receivers. Um, wrap it up with a final thought, Kevin, as we kind of cruise through the show. Well, the blessing is, as, as usual, as usual, Kyle, is that we will be always called uh, New Orleans as far as Alabama West. So by that being the case, that's good. That's good for at least seven to ten points just because, hey, we're playing in New Orleans. And, hey, the only thing we just need to do is, as I think Tobias stated, is stay away from the COVID. Uh, make it through these next uh, few weeks as far as uh, just go through our uh, paces. But, you know, no one getting injured as far as in practice. And then, hey, we'll beat whoever we're playing the first round, and we just next step will be heading to Florida. Next up, yeah, you got a, a trip to New Orleans and then a trip to Florida if things go well for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Kevin, I appreciate it. Um, please call again next time. You always provide such great dialogue, and I love your connection, man. Crystal clear. Thanks, Kevin. All right, thanks. Take care and be blessed. Thank you Kyle. so much. You too, man. Have a blessed Sunday with your family. Appreciate it. All right, next we're going to go right back to the phones. You got Robert from Mobile, Alabama in 321. Robert, good evening, man. Thank you very much for calling into the show. Hey, Kyle. Thanks for the call. Uh, yeah, I kind of agree with your last caller, and, uh, and I disagree with some of your other callers about, you know, we'll play better teams down the road than Florida, which is why we got to dump on uh, P. Goldie, although I'm going to dump on P. Goldie. But I don't think we're going to play better teams down the road. Florida is an elite team. They deserve to be a playoff team. Uh, they're, I think they're the best offense we're going to play for the rest of the season. I think their offense is better than Clemson's offense. And uh, and so I don't think it's going to be uh, – it, it but unfortunately, it'll be more of the same with Clemson. And the offense is definitely better than Ohio State and definitely better than Notre Dame's, in my opinion. And uh, they're comparable to Clemson. They'll be more of the same with Clemson. And, again, the issue where we have with Pete Golden is, okay, yeah, we're not going to hold the Floridas or the Clemsons under, under 30 points. You know, the chance where they get 30 points. It's when you give them 40 points. That's when it gets bad. That's when it. That's when okay. If you can't get, if you can't stop the good teams from getting four, from getting 40 points, then that that then then the defense isn't that good. It, you, you still don't have a defense where it needs to be. 30 point. You know the new uh, the the new shutout in the, in 2020 for a, a team is what the, the someone said 17 points. That's a new shutout. <laughs> Be a good, a good uh, showing with a good team, a great offense is thirty points. If you got a great defense, you should be able to hold a great offense thirty points or less. That's not too much to ask for an to put from a defense. And Pete Golden, the two offenses, is not is failing to give us that, and that's where our problems come in. The offenses show, hey, but uh, whether Ray Lewis used to say, hey man, all you got to give me is twenty points. <laughs> Back with the, the Baltimore defense was good. But Alabama's offense and say, "Hey, defense, just hold them under thirty, and we'll and we'll get and we'll get the rest. If you just hold them, if you just keep them under thirty, we'll cruise to the to the victory." Well, defense has got to be able to do that, and they got to get key stops when they when we need key stops. Don't mean you're going to shut them down, you know, uh, every play. Well, unless you couldn't cross the fifty yard line back in the day, but we're not. We're, but we need we we need you to stop third and third and seventeen. We need you to be able to consistently stop third and seventeen. When you're not stopping third and seventeen at a, at a crucial point in the game, all right, you're not doing your job tonight, and that's where we were running in with. That's what we were seeing on the field. Now, the first half they were okay, you know, holding them with seventeen points. Okay, if you had done that in the second half, just seventeen points. Again, we're cruising to the win. We don't need. We we scored enough points in the first half on offense to where if you just give them thirty-four, we win the game. We'll just we'll cruise to this victory. And the defense wasn't able to do that. It's a lot of pressure on the offense. They constantly have to worry about scoring because your defense isn't going to get you a stop. Yeah, I mean it's, that's it's the Big Ten. It's the it's the Big Ten defenses. It's what we're up against. So that didn't win for Oklahoma, but again, Florida's offense is the is as good as in is. Is 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 as good as anybody we're going to see. Yeah, Robert, so, Robert, let me. I think it's better. Let me ask you a question. Um, and and I think you're hitting on some great points. I, I want to ask you about Dylan Moses. Think he's a liability for this team? 
Yes, um, his draft stock. Uh, it, I mean, if he, you'd be broke if he if he owned stock in Dylan Moses right now, if he was in your portfolio. Mm-hmm. I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. If they draft him, if they pick him up any a point higher than third round, I would be furious with the Steelers. So, I mean, that's you know, I say no, you you over you overpaying for him if you pick him anything higher than third round, maybe in fourth round. He's and a lot of these freshmen, like they, the, the previous call said, you get you're almost starting to think, hey, maybe it's time for you guys to, you know, when you guys go, it, it, we won't be wondering how we're going to replace you as much as when we went, when it was Jonathan Allen and Ruben Foster. We'll say, I think we'll be doing pretty good, you know. I never don't want to dump on too much because, you know, because well, I don't think they're listening to us. But it's yeah, Jonathan, yeah, Dylan Moses is becoming a liability. And on that third and 17, he's out of position again. Sure. And uh, you know, like the guy said, he makes a few good plays. But when you need when you need that, that alpha dog uh, play right then, he doesn't get it for you. And the big four on offense, again, that's, those, that's your alpha dogs. That's what you expect your alpha dogs to do. Come up like that. Now, the big four, of course, is uh, Devontae, Najee, Mac Jones, and Will Riker. <laughs> that's, the, that's the big four. They come through in a crutch when you need them. But our, our defense, when it's the competition gets hot and the competition gets tougher, they're starting to fade again. And this is it's beginning to be the same old, same old. Now, I think the uh, the offense can is showing it can score with anybody, and which is what we you know we don't have an uh, you know an injured Tua that's only you know not working on ninety working on like eighty percent and not able to get the ball down like he was with Mac Jones. We got one hundred percent, you know, one hundred percent you can get this time of the season. But Mac Jones is, is is as healthy as you can be at a quarterback. And that's why we're able to still score these points in the crush when we need it. I'm not worried about uh, Notre Dame. They've shown that they are not one of the four best teams in the country, and Alabama should be able to handle them just as well as Clemson did. And I'm not. And Ohio State didn't impress me either. I, okay, I'm not. I'm not worried about you. You, you, you. You'll just barely get 30. We'll still get uh, 40. We'll still get 52 on you too. It's Clemson. Clemson's the team. We all do that. And but Clemson is no I don't think that I don't think they're any better than Florida. They're just as good. And if and if the offense stumbles, unfortunately if the defense doesn't pick it up, they they won't give us this the, the gap that the space we need, you know, to give us that a, a stop here and there down the stretch to make us so we can walk away comfortably. It, it, enough stops. You know, you know, keep again, keep them under thirty. Yeah, that's not a tall thing to ask. If you're if you're a good defense, you know if you're a great if you're in a great elite defense, call defense. That's what you got to do. If you're not doing that, well, then how elite are you? And Pete Golden is like the every one of you call said. Where were the adjustments? Yeah. So okay, this wasn't working. Where was the adjustment? That's what we're not seeing. All right, Robert, I got to move to my next call, man. I appreciate you calling in. Please call again. We got uh, remember we got our playoff show tomorrow hey, at eleven a. At- 11 a.m. as well. Appreciate it, Robert. Thank you. Okay, man. All right. Uh, great stuff from uh, Robert out Mobile, Alabama. Um, Want to get your take. And as soon as we have an update, um, I, I believe we should be uploading Nick Saban's press conference here momentarily to our channel. Um, so definitely check out that. Hit the thumbs up, like, and subscribe. And um, yeah, uh, uh, Javarius, we're trying to get an update on Landon Dickerson. Um, I'm sure Saban addressed it. I didn't watch Saban's press conference yet, but we just uploaded it, or we should uh, here momentarily. So um, as soon as we get an update on Landon Dickerson, we will provide that. Um, who won the Heisman Trophy, in your opinion? Was it Mac Jones? Was it Devontae Smith? Well, I mean, I, Najee Harris certainly won the MVP. I mean, what he did tonight was incredible. Uh, we're going to go back to the phone lines uh, right here. Uh, we got a 615. We're going to take it. Hey, you're on the line with Kyle Henderson. Who am on the line with him? Where are you calling in from? It's uh, Stacy Floyd calling from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm sorry. I missed your first name? Stacy. All right, what's up, Stacy? Go ahead, man. Yeah, man, it was a pretty good game, man. You know, uh, I, you know, I knew the you know Crimson Tide was gonna win this, but I was just really shocked on defense. I knew it was gonna be the best offense we faced, but you know, I, I figured that we would be able to, you know, even though you know we got the talent just like Florida and Florida got talent like us. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought they'd be able to, you know, lock it down, but. You know, I'm at the. I feel like some of the stuff was schematic. It was a few plays that you can't put on Pete Golden. A few players just didn't make plays, but I think the most of the defense miscues look more schematically 
And you can kind of see, you know, you saw a couple of times Nick Saban was kind of getting into it with Pete Golden a little bit, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what was he thinking on a few play calls. So I think that's the, of course, that's the Achilles heels for us. If, if we don't figure that out, you know, those big plays, it just seems like every time, you know, we get beat on something, it's always the big plays, you know, so something has to happen there. And it, I think it's, the, the, the interesting thing for me is, you know, you got Charlie Strong on that staff. It seems like, you know, he's he's the defensive guy that we've known, you know, throughout college football. That's what got him head coaching jobs. So, I mean, I, it'd be nice to see if he can put some input into it and or maybe he does and just see where it goes from there. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, kind of, kind of when you look at this team, you know, we're – there's a lot of things that you can point to that are, you know, the positives and the negatives. I mean, it seems like, you know, the entire season and, and you know, it's been the positive has been this Alabama offense. I mean, and I think the catalyst has been that offensive line has been so dynamic. That's why I bring up this next point about uh, Landon Dickerson. This is uh, just on BamaInsider.com. This is from our team writer. Uh, so I haven't even checked this out yet, but he says Alabama center Landon Dickerson suffers pretty serious knee injury. Um, here's a story from Tony Sukas, our team writer. I'll just read it out real quick. You can check it out at BamaInsider.com. Atlanta, Georgia. Alabama won the classic, but might have lost its mo- most important piece of its offense in the process following the Crimson Tide's 52-46 victory over Florida in Saturday's SEC championship game. Nick Saban updated the status of the injured center Landon Dickerson, who had to be carted off the field in the fourth quarter. He had a pretty serious knee injury, Saban said. We don't know the extent of it. We'll do an MRI tomorrow and find out. It's pretty serious, I think, but we don't know for sure. So if you want to read more, go back to BamaInsider.com. Um, big update. I mean, uh, you know, from uh, – and that would be, you know, monumental. So uh, sorry to kind of interrupt, Stacy, but I just saw that we had that update back on BamaInsider.com. Um, Stacy, I mean, kind of when you look at the Final Four uh, remaining teams, you got to think, you know, Clemson is really the only team that can really challenge this Alabama Crimson Tide team. Um, I, I mean – you think this defense can step up and, and stop a Trevor Lawrence? Because, I mean, it seemed like Clemson is peaking at the right time. Yeah, that's why I think, you know, with the, the guys we have on defense, that's why it's a big deal to, you know, whether it be, you know, guys just not making plays or schematically, you know, they just got to make those plays. Because to me, it, you know, it's, it's all the team effort, offense, defense, special team. But when another side of the ball got to change what they doing because, you know, you can't even – hold down your side to an average pace, that becomes an issue for the whole team. And you saw the offense in the second half pretty much had to change what they were doing. Yeah. They're like, okay, we're scoring fast for these guys. Let's, you know, have these longer drives because our defense is not keeping up with their offense. And let's, yeah, yeah. Now we got to change what we're doing. And I feel like when a team has to do that, that never that never plays to your benefit more times than not. So. Hey, uh, Stacy, before I let you go, and I, I think you're a first-time caller, right? Yes, sir. Okay, cool, man. We'll we'll save the number. So, because we have uh, frequent call-in shows right here on BamaInsider.com. Um, I want to ask you this, and and um, one of our uh, one of our users just brought this up right here on our uh, call-in show. Um, there was, did you see all those fumbles recoveries that weren't called fumbles? What was, what was your take on that? It seemed like Florida fumbled the football what like three times, and Alabama would jump on them, and they didn't call them fumbles. Yeah, like the, the crazy thing is they were reviewing every single first down or fourth down. They were reviewing every single one, but turnover down, they weren't reviewing it. Like, what was going on? Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. There there was a couple times that they definitely missed some play calls. Um, you know that that should have been fumbles. Um, well, Stacy, thank you very much, man. I'm I'm cruising through the calls tonight because we're like you know pushing past the midnight hours and we still got tons of work to do. But please call again and um, we'll catch up with you soon. Okay. All right, appreciate it, man. Keep up the good work. Hey, thank you, Stacey. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, we're we're flying through the calls, so uh, we'll try to get um, – I'm, I'm going to take a couple more calls, and then I got some work to do uh, back on BatmanInsider.com as we push past uh, SEC uh, after dark. We're, we're taking uh, Jay from ATL next. Jay, what's up, man? Hey, Kyle. How you doing, man? How you been? Uh, I've been, I've yeah, been doing great, man. Holy cow, that was a, that was a lot of points. Yeah, and you know what? Those were all fumbles. <laughs> that was ridiculous. We, we we fell on one of them, and it didn't even review it. It was insane. And then the uh, the the one on the goal line, Tony definitely fumbled. Like you could see the ball falling out of his hand before his elbow was down. Anyway, so the few things I want to touch on. Um, 
definitely don't. I think what people need to pay attention to, or the news that came out today is that Justin uh, Fields was playing with a sprained thumb. I think Ohio State's legit. I wouldn't just say that they're not going to be a threat. Hmm. And, 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 and Ohio State ran the heck out of the ball which is something Florida didn't have any ability to do. And you really should be sweating that running game from Ohio State. And the other thing is, is Trevor Lawrence is a heck of a better runner than Trask. Yeah. And Trask wasn't having any issues on those keepers. Yeah. Zero. Um, zero issues. And I, and, oh, go ahead. No, yeah, I, I think you bring up two good points right off the bat. Number one, the the running game. Look, I, I didn't think Ohio State looked overly impressive, but the running game, that can be a problem. In the past, the teams have sliced Alabama right through the middle of the field, and you bring up a great point about Trask. I mean, the guy was picking up every single first down um, that he went Easily. for, and, and what is he, like 6'5"? Trevor Lawrence is like 6'8 with his helmet on. I mean, the guy's going to get everything. Plus he, can, plus, he can run pretty good. Yeah, and in the ACC game today, that's what they kept talking about is like, Trevor's deceptively fast. He's got that long yep. stride. Mm -hmm. so just, and it's like guys were getting to him. The, the defensive ends were getting back there. I, I mean, 23% of the time they were getting to him. He was just slipping right by him. Like he just, it, they would wrap up his, they'd get his shins or his ankle. And he's just, he's busting off a 15 yard run. He just makes it look so easy. So I, I mean, either, whether it's Clemson or Ohio state, I really would stress that, the running game could bite Bama. And I, and I, I know that it, we're, we're so sad about Landon, but I, I do want to point to one beautiful moment is that, you know, we've talked in earlier calls, you and I, like how much we could see, detect early in the season, how much Landon meant to this team. And yeah. Mac at press is talking about his relationship with Landon. And clearly tonight when they came out and everyone yep. came out to that card, that was really special really really special yeah. to see how much that team loves landon i just really would say yeah it, it hurts and, and we hope he recovers but what a beautiful moment to see that team unite around him and then the, the other thing is man mechie hit of the year oh my god like, I, I, it, it, that saves the game in my opinion like i my dad and i were watching it and my dad was at the sugar bowl <laughs> national championship when they beat when we beat miami and i said dad that that to me is like a momentum shifter, like when Teague ran down Miami's receiver. And I mean, arguably one of the greatest plays in Alabama history, but still that's how it felt to me tonight that Mechie just just pulled that play and turned it around. I just I, I, I said to my dad at that moment, I'm like, that may have saved the game. That play right there kept the momentum from getting out of hand. But um so shout out to Mechie. And then the last thing, Tebow. I love the guy, man. Like he, he was on ESPN earlier this week and Stephen A was just going crazy about Alabama. And I'm sitting there watching the ESPN guys going, dude, we don't match up great against Florida. And, and Tebow knew that and he held his ground. So respect to Tebow for saying that he didn't think Bama would lose, but he, he thought Florida would keep it close. And that's exactly what happened. And Saban came out to the field after shaking hands with the coach, Florida coach came over to the, to the uh, journalist woman on the sideline and said, you know what? We knew we didn't match up great with, with, with Tony and Pitt. And, and they were putting Tony everywhere. They were just throwing him all over the place. And Saban knows he's got a good secondary, but those guys aren't big enough to cover Pitt and they're not fast enough to keep up with Tony. So I don't think that our secondary is as bad as they look tonight. It's just, it was a real mismatch. And, and Job, yeah, he had some mistakes and, and it was bad. And like the offside thing was, was crazy bad when that could have totally ended the game. But Job, I just, again, want to point to the positives. Job made some incredible plays on that same drive where he was just in the pocket of the receiver and just perfect timing, busting his left up, left hand in there to like knock the ball away. He did it twice on that drive. So I think, Saban's definitely going to have a lot to say to those guys in the secondary, but all together, I feel like they, they played a good game. They, they held, they held their own enough to, to win it. So anyway, I, I, I really, I really appreciate you guys. And, and I want to say that, uh, you know, Landon Dickerson is um, such a special guy and let's just all thoughts and prayers that, that it's not as bad as, as we're thinking it might be. So that that's all I had for tonight. All right. Thank you so much. Jay. I appreciate it, man. Uh, definitely a good idea to keep a, uh, uh, thoughts and prayers for Landon Dickerson. I mean, that'll be an instrumental loss for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Thanks thanks so much, Jay. Please call again, man. I always enjoy hearing from you. Yeah, man. Roll Tide, TJ.
Um, all right, we're gonna take a um, we're gonna take a seven oh six right now, and then we're just gonna take a couple more callers. I'm I'm sorry, I apologize. I have to go. I have some uh, family that just got into town, so you guys know, you know, when family comes. Um, and, and I, I'm kind of going past that midnight time, but we just uploaded Nick Saban's press conference. So my apologies if I can't get to all the calls. Like, don't no hard feelings to you guys. I I try, you know, if if um, if I could, I I go as long as possible. So I really appreciate you guys being with me. Um, we're gonna take a seven oh six right now. Hey, what's going on, Kyle Henderson? Uh, who am I on the line with, and where are you calling in from? Yeah, hi, Kyle. This is uh, Ray from Atlanta. It's been a long time no here, buddy. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. <laughs> Ray from Atlanta. Cool. Well, thank you so much. We just had Jay from Atlanta, and now we got Ray. So that's an easy uh, update for me inside of uh, uh, my editing system. So go ahead, man. What's on your mind? Hey, um, you know, I've I've been listening to everyone um, offer their opinion and everything, and and as much as I'm disappointed with the defensive effort, um, you do have to just tip your cap to some of the plays that some of their athletes made. I mean, they were phenomenal plays, like the play where where uh, Pitt scored their final touchdown, where he nearly jumped 12 feet up in the air. You, no one can, <laughs> nobody can defend that play. I don't care if you were Wilt Chamberlain. Nobody's going to go up there and then knock that ball down or uh, take that ball out of that guy's hand. That was a phenomenal play. <laughs> Tony, strictly, um, Kadarius Tony outran Malachi Moore, but I just felt that Malachi Moore didn't get enough depth with his, um, you know, with his backpedal. Had he have been just a little bit more proactive and then just started just going back, you know, he probably could have been in a better position, though, but Overall, though, those guys are just phenomenal athletes. So, Kyle, I did want to just talk about the fact that um, everybody's bragging about Clemson, about what they did to Notre Dame. And then one caller um, was exactly right. He said that they have no – I mean, Notre Dame is overrated, in my opinion. Now, having said all of that, so when you look at Clemson, I think that Clemson has not um, faced – any type of an offense that is explosive like the one that we just faced. Mm-hmm. Show me where Clemson has actually met up with like a high-powered offense. I don't think, because as I was looking through their schedule, I'm looking at Virginia Tech, but uh, I think they played North Carolina. They played um, Virginia. I think they played those teams. And then, you know, those teams aren't explosive like what we had to endure. So I think that will be the toughest if we get to that part, which I think that we will. I just don't um, – we'll be like the toughest offense that they're going to face. And then and then as far as defense goes, I don't think that um, – yeah, true, they got Lawrence. True, they got Travis ATN. True, they got number six who's a, who made a fantastic one-handed catch in the ACC championship. But overall, they – I think Florida brings a different type of dynamic within the offensive scheme because, you know, they were going empty a lot. And then basically they were forcing you to utilize as much personnel as you can. I think with Clemson, it's going to be a little bit easier to defend because true, ATN can take it to the house, but I think they were better equipped in stopping their run. But as far as, um, you know, the playmakers, I think that athlete for athlete, I just think that Florida has better athletes than Clemson on the outside. So I think that we'll be better able to handle them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think yeah. um I mean and I and I like to give credit to, you know, some of our past callers were saying that, you know, just I mean Florida's wide receivers uh, and Kyle Pitts. I mean, those I, those guys are going to be problems. I knew they're going to be problems. Um, I mean, yeah. they, they've been fantastic all year and credit to those guys for what they've done um, this season and coming with it in the SEC championship game. Those guys did a great job. And I think, um, look, Dan Mullen, I get it. He's 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 pretty strange, um, you know, He, but I, I think he did a good job getting those guys focused to play in the SEC championship game because let's face it, those guys could have turned it in. Um, they could have opted out, whatever, after that loss to LSU. But they came back, they played for the SEC championship and took it to Alabama. And I think they played Alabama the best out of anybody's played this team. And let's face it, this this is um, you know, one of one of the best teams um that Nick Saban has put together. And uh, I mean, just kind of the year that they're having has been incredible. So to see Florida kind of uh reset their mind in a sense and to come with it and to take it to Alabama tonight, I mean I mean, I, I think that says a lot about them. Uh give me your final thought, man, as we close out. Yes, sir. Um, 
just um, my prayers are out there with Landon Nickerson. Uh, I hope that it's not too serious because to me, it just looked like a regular play. I didn't see. I I couldn't see whether or not his knee had given out, though, but apparently I guess it did. But it was a great block. I just hope that we can do a shift on the offensive line because I just don't trust Chris Owen because, uh, because you know, he lost yeah, out. He yeah, lost yeah. the job slamming Nickerson. Yeah, yeah, but I don't trust him at all. Maybe we can move number 55. I think his name is Echior. Maybe we can move him to center because, yeah, so I think that he could give us that push there if, if landing can't continue. But then we would have to find a right guard, then obviously though. But um, but for all intents and purposes, though, I just hope that it's not as serious as what it looks. But if it is, it's just next man up and roll tide. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate uh, the conversation, and uh, please call again next time. Um, I appreciate you being patient on the line, and um, you know, God God bless, and I hope you have a fantastic Sunday. You too, Kyle. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. All right, fam. That's good for me. Um, I got to go. Um, I got some stuff uh, coming your way on BamaInsider.com. I got uh, Nick Saban's press conference that I just uploaded. I'm uploading Dan Mullen's press conference right now. If I didn't get to you, um, no hard feelings, please. I, I respect all you guys, and I love that you guys are part of the channel. You guys make uh, the site what it is. So thank you very much for everything that you guys add to us right here on BamaInsider.com. Um, I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, we got the playoff show, so we got to get rested. We got to uh, get focused and uh, back uh, tomorrow on BamaInsider.com. Have a great night. Check out Nick Saban's press conference along with Dan Mullen's press conference right here on BamaInsider.com. Good night, fam. Uh, I really appreciate you guys joining me tonight. Good night.